after a huge weekend in Major League Baseball, at least three things have been made abundantly clear. The Dodgers are a mess, the Mets are a mess, and the Yankees are a mess. The Cubs and the Cardinals are making their way to London later this week, and might the Angels actually be good consistently for once? The Oakland A's fans let Rob Manfred know exactly how they feel about their potential relocation to Las Vegas. So let's talk baseball. Good afternoon, good night to whoever may be listening to this. I am Tom Scott. I am the host of the first episode of Let's Talk Baseball, the baseball podcast where I discuss all things Major League Baseball, any team, any time, anywhere, with no bias, with no agenda. And even though I am a fan of a team, and if you follow me on social media, at underscore Tom Scholes on Twitter, you will see immediately who I who I root for, who I follow, but that doesn't mean I have an agenda against any particular team. I see it how I see it, and I call it how I call it, okay? And we're just going to jump straight into this episode, because I feel like the niceties for, for the fans of these three teams, they're not in the mood for it. The Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets. All three teams, prior to the season, were tipped to be World Series candidates. They were tipped to be three of the biggest teams to challenge for the title, if not the three biggest, because the Yankees and the Dodgers always have that about them. They've always got the expectation due to you know where they're from and the fan expectation, media expectation, and, and the history of the ball club's etc. Whereas the Mets had a different kind of pressure where they had a huge off-season yet again bringing in some top players and yes they were hampered by the injury of Edwin Diaz in the World Baseball Classic but they were a good enough team in theory to be able to make do without without him. What has happened to these three teams has been made abundantly clear in the past couple of weeks that whilst the Dodgers have a positive record whilst the Yankees have a positive record and the Mets don't have a positive record is that they are just not up to the standards that you would anticipate a team like this to be. When the Dodgers are being swept by the Giants, when the Yankees are being swept by the Red Sox, you know things are not in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can lose games, and for people that aren't for people that aren't as accustomed to the world of baseball as, as as some fans will be, let's take NFL fans, for example. If you're an NFL fan and you're dabbling into the world of Major League Baseball and you're used to an 18-game season where every loss means something, it has ramifications on a lot of 
things within the within the season. Your playoff hopes can range from a sure certainty to oh, you might make the wild card based upon one or two losses. For baseball, it's not that. Certainly not at this time of the year anyway. However, there can be indicators in these losses that point towards something within a bigger picture. It's, it's, you know, for example, the Dodgers losing 15 nothing to the San Francisco Giants the other day. Um, it was nothing nothing. It was nil, nil, zero, zero, zip, zip. Both teams had bupkis on the board going into the fifth inning. And then the Giants just decided to put four on the board and it all un- all unraveled from there it wasn't it wasn't like the dodgers were were pipped to the post so to speak you know i'm just clicking now on an article from the new york post from the 18th so uh you know not too long ago with the headline dodgers hit 125 year low with abysmal blowout loss to the giants it's been 125 years since the Dodgers had a such a bad shutout loss at home. It's been a rough month in June for the Dodgers. They have been a roller coaster team. I think a lot of people have been looking at Dave Roberts and they're calling for him to go. I mean, put it into perspective. There was it matched the, the when they lost fifteen nil to the Giants the other day, it matched a their worst home shutout loss ever when they lost fifteen nothing at home in eighteen ninety eight when they were known as the Brooklyn Bridegrooms and fell to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, that's bad. When you've gone through, I think that's like their fifth iteration or something stupid like that. But that would when it was. That's over, when it's over a hundred years ago, you know it's bad, right? And it's like, at what point do the Dodgers look at it and think about making some kind of change? I don't believe they will. I don't believe anything will happen. I, I just think Dave Roberts has a lot of credit in the bank and a lot of fans may be up against him. But at the same time... At what point do the the organisation look at it and just go, you know what, we're at, we're at risk here of missing out on the playoffs, and I think that is a realistic threat right now because you look at their you look at their standings in the NL West, they're third now, they're four games off the Diamondbacks, but the Diamondbacks have consistently shown that they're not going away anytime soon, barring a disaster, you know. They're a team that I I think most people would have had to finish fourth in the division, but you know when you're the, the the Giants are half a game ahead of the Dodgers, and they've got they've got room on the Padres between fourth, third and fourth. But when you're looking at that and going, oh, they've got room between third and fourth on the Padres. That's like that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing whatsoever. So I think like again. It's a perspective thing, because at the end of the day, you know they'd be winning the NL Central, and that's not saying much. But they'd be winning the AL Central as well. So they're not, they're not an awful team by any stretch of the imagination. However, they are not meeting the expectations that they should be. Like you compare it to the reaction that the Reds have had 
in the NL Central. A lot of people are looking at the Reds, and I'm I love watching the Reds play, but they have a worse record than the Dodgers by by a good few games. But they've been on they've played in such a way that I think people are excited and they're optimistic about them, and I don't think they have that optimism about the Dodgers. You know, I, I the future of Dave Roberts is in question. A lot of the players haven't performed to the to the level they have. Certainly not in the in the bullpen for them. It's it, at, at at one point, you know, I, I think we can let them have this. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries, so you know we'll touch upon injuries later on when we when we discuss the Yankees. But to build a solid team when you have so many players out injured is difficult. And I think a lot of people understand that, and a lot of people have sympathy for that. However, when you look at the team they have and they are putting out, so let's find let's find the team they put out against the Giants. Uh, here we go. So it was Mookie, right. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, David Peralta, J.D. Martinez, James Outman, Miguel Vargas, Jason Haywood, Johnny DeLuca, Michael Bush, and Miguel Rojas. Okay, that team maybe isn't good enough to, you know, win the division, but it's certainly good enough to do better, a lot better, and this is where I think the frustration from the fans comes from, you know, Mookie went 0 for 5, Freddie Freeman got one hit, I don't know, maybe I'm just being hypercritical of it all. But I don't think I am. I don't think I am because I think a lot of the sentiments that are shared that I'm going with is shared by the fans. You know, yes, there's the there's the injury situation they have to deal with, and that's a bad. That's you know, that's that's it borders on bad luck to bad preparation from the from the from the medical side of things. However, sometimes you just can't ha- help some of the injuries, and. When you when you have that many players on your team, the depth is not as as deep, so to speak, as as people would want them to, would want it to be, and that's understandable because when you've got a lot of players, you know, you've got a top heavy team, your bench players aren't always going to be at top nick because your your money is going towards your top players, etc. etc. Everybody knows how that works. It works in all all forms of sport. There's not a new invention by any stretch of the imagination, but one thing I've always thought about Dave Roberts's time with the with the Dodgers is they've always seemed to go through bad spells at various times in in seasons, and they've always seemed to kind of like find a way to bounce back and to kind of address the situation within themselves, like a good team does. However, at this time it feels a little bit different because I feel like. And again, we'll move on to the Yankees because I think the point kind of does does a uh, it matches up with both of them. Is watching the team and 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 when they fall behind to you know two runs, or when the opposition has a rally going, as we saw with the Yankees against the Red Sox, you don't have the faith you once did maybe a year or two ago. You know, I feel like the Dodgers have that currently, the Yankees have that currently, and we'll move on to the Yankees now, 
where they're another team that has been decimated by injuries at different parts of the season. But what I think is most concerning is they have players within that team who should be good enough to pull them out of the slump they're in. Aaron Judge, I think Jared Kurebis, uh he he tweeted it yesterday uh, as the Yankees lost to the Red Sox. No team, no player is more important to the sing to a single team in in baseball right now than Aaron Judge to the Yankees. And I think he got a bit of backlash at first, but when you think about what he means, I th- I make him spot on. I think you know there's the debate is who's better, Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani. Okay, and that's one debate. But what I think people kind of got confused with was he wasn't saying who was better out of the two. It was if the Angels lost Shohei Otani, they still have Mike Trout. And it works the other way around. If the Angels lost Mike Trout, they still have Shohei Otani. They'd be weaker without them, you know, without one of them. Of course they would be, because they're such good players. However, if you were to remove both of them, that has the same impact that it does on the Yankees losing one Aaron Judge, because ever since he stubbed his toe in Dodger Stadium in that making that incredible in making that incredible catch the team's fallen off a cliff they've been they've been so bad and and I think the concerning thing is and again it, it kind of goes with what we were talking about with the Dodgers, is you have no hope when they come up in tough situations Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, Gleyber Torres, to a lesser extent, you know, Anthony Volpe, who I've, who's gotten a lot of criticism this season at, at various points, and I think my thing is the kid's young; he's learning. If they've, if if they have put their faith in him, then that's good for them. But if you're reliant and you blame the, the fortunes of the team down to Anthony Volpe's development, then it's not a very good team. And I've maintained this opinion for quite a while, even when the Yankees weren't in such a slump. I think, you know, we'll go back to the standings again, and you look at the AL East. It's a stacked league anyway. Every team's above 500. And that's not, you know, that's not bad. But the Yankees would be leading the AL Central, and they'd be, you know, competing with the Astros, or they'd be exactly the same as the Astros in in the AL West, you know, they'd be winning the NL Central, and they'd be competing with the Dodgers in NL, in the NL West, so I think that goes to kind of what we were saying with the Dodgers in that, and you could bring the Astros into this as well, I, I, for various reasons, I'm not a massive fan of the Astros, but I just think with the Yankees, they need to pick up soon, both offensively on the plate and in the, on the mound, or else they're out of contention. They're, they're, they might miss the playoffs, and I don't think that's too much of a stretch to say, to be honest, because you look at, you look at the Angels, and they're picking up steam. You would imagine the Astros will pick up steam. You'd imagine that the Yankees will pick up steam at some point. However, you know, they're, they're only... Toronto are a half game back. Boston are two. 
You know, everyone was looking at Boston and going, they're inconsistent, they're not very good, but they've still got a positive record. Seattle aren't far back. And then it, the gap becomes a bit bigger. But I think there are, there are a handful of teams, like you look at the, the Tampa Bay Rays are in, Texas Rangers are in, and then you look at the AL Central, and they're a mess. So it doesn't really matter who gets in there, because I'll guarantee whoever they play will lose. You, they'll lose to them, whether it's the, the Twins or the Guardians. You know, With all due respect to the Tigers, the fact that the Tigers are third in that division is, quite frankly, a disgrace. However, that's a discussion for another time. The Yankees are in serious... I think, anyway, the Yankees are in serious danger if they don't address it soon of missing out on the playoffs. I really do believe that. Because even if they get into the wild card, which, you know, looks likely, I don't trust them to make a, a run. You know, you look at... The Rays are on fire. The Rangers are on fire. Even, like, Orioles, there's a good vibe about them. They're a very good team. But there's... I'm quite big on, like, looking at teams and seeing a vibe. And they're a vibe. The Angels have picked it up, and we'll talk about them shortly. The Astros, you'd imagine them to pick it up. And the gap between the Blue Jays and the Yankees isn't as big as maybe it would seem. And the Yankees have been on a terrible run. 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. It's been terrible from them. I think the next question will have to be, from the Yankees' perspective, is... Well, what do you do next? Because you can't wait around for Harrison Bader and Aaron Judge to come back, and Carlos Radon, who, you know, as good a pitcher as he was in San Francisco, you're paying a lot of money for this guy, and you don't know when he's coming back. Garrett Cole has been, you know, top form uh, when he hasn't faced Rafi Devers this season, because he just has a... he has a weird thing against him. Nestor Cortez has been, you know, terrible... Let's just put it bluntly, he was fantastic last year, and if we're going to give him the high praise for a very good season last year, we have to give him equally uh, negative review, given on the poor start he's had this season. Luis Severino looks done. You know, put him in AAA and see if he can regain some of his form. Domingo Herman, I don't like him anyway, but he blows hot and cold on this occasion. The bullpen, Michael King got rocked against the Red Sox, and it wasn't fun. It was very uncharacteristic. But then, at the same time, is it uncharacteristic? Because he hasn't been on top form in recent times anyway. Um, Clay Holmes is Clay Holmes, but he hasn't been put in positions recently to make saves. And when he did make the save against the Mets, it felt like a it should have been a rallying moment. And then the Mets go and beat them, which is... Which is looking even worse when you consider how bad the Mets have been, and I think this is you know we'll get we'll just we'll move on to the Mets now. They lost to the Cardinals, the terrible Cardinals, but they've been they've been hot and cold. They beat the Cardinals on Saturday night. They beat the the Cardinals beat them in the last two games. They won one, lost one against the Yankees. They won one, lost two against the Pirates. The Braves. Uh, embarrassed them three games in a row and I think of the three teams that are concerned I don't know if the Mets should be the most concerned because what was their their expectation should have been to win the division and they're nowhere near it at the moment they're so far off it that they're not going to win the division it's too too late now but you would have said second place minimum 
for the Mets, and they've been woeful this season. When you're losing to this Cardinals team at home, not, no, I'm not having that. These are three teams in the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets who have not met expectations in the slightest so far. They all have their own individual expectations, and they've not met either. They've not met any of them. However, where do they go from here? And I think that would be the question for a lot of these teams. I don't know what room the Mets have. There's arguments to be made that all three managers should be moved on. What what space have the Mets got to move around in terms of trades uh, before the deadline to improve this team who have been below par? The Dodgers are the same, and the Yankees, I would expect them to make some moves. You know, you look at who would be selling at the deadline. The team that I'm looking at are the Cardinals. Maybe even the Padres. Who do you get in touch with? Certain players are unmovable, untouchable rather, and they will not be moved. But you have to identify what you have to identify what the issues are that can't be done without coaching within that team. And I think you look at the Yankees and you look at that that lineup from one to nine, and there's power and there's home runs in there. There are runs in this team. They just need to be smarter at the plate. And utilise the the offensive power that they have. So you look at pitching. I think Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals is the one you go for. I think he improves the Yankees to a to a good degree. They certainly better. They'd certainly be better than they are now. As for the Mets and the Dodgers, maybe it is maybe it is a managerial change that you need. Because I don't know who you, who they've got the room to go in f- to get for, to trade for. They've spent loads of money. The Mets. Who do they who would you get rid of? Who who has trade value in your team? And this is it. This is the problem they've got themselves in. They didn't expect to be here. A team that also probably didn't expect to be where they were, the Angels. They're definitely not going to be selling. Because they've got the best player in the game. And one of the best, most talented players that have ever played the game. In Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. They're inconsistent at the best of times. They have a name for it. They have, they have, a, they have a, a habit of it. And they're ahead of the Astros. How long? For how long, we don't know. They're a game ahead of them. But I hope the Angels do well. I hope the Angels make the postseason. I think Trout and Otani deserve to be on that stage. As long as it's not, you know, at the expense of whoever my team may be, then I'll be happy. I want to see it happen. But for the three teams that were mentioned before, they need... They just need to buck their ideas up. I think for for one of them, certainly the Yankees, I think the, the, the fix is easier. They have the talent. They just need to harness it in a better way. Because they've shown at times this season just how good they can be. You know, the, the win against the Mets was a perfect example of what this team can produce. You've seen you've seen plays from Anthony Volpe, Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, who hasn't who's been probably one of his worst seasons ever at the plate, maybe even his worst. Josh Donaldson is a unpopular character amongst fans on social media, but 
he has the talent to make it work and to be a threat. Giancarlo Stanton needs to buck up his ideas and get moving soon, or else he's going to be he's going to be booed yet again by the fans who aren't afraid to let people know when they're not on when then when they're not on top form and they'll get on their back. They don't care. They boo anyone. These are expecting fans. And the Mets fans will be the same because the expect the expectancy from the fans shifted when you make the moves you move you make. You've got Pete Alonso there, Jeff McNeil who are top players, but when you bring in Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, uh, Francisco Lindor, people like that, you you go from plucky Mets to gotta get it done Mets, and it and it doesn't seem to be like they're getting anything done other than losing. So they need to they need to sort themselves out. I think it might be too late for this season, barring a huge turnaround. But you know, there's still time left. It'll be interesting to revisit this when the deadline comes and see what moves are made. I don't trust the Yankees hierarchy in the front office to make the moves they need to make. They made their big move in re-signing Aaron Judge. And signing Carlos Rodon was a great deal at the time. And then it emerged he doesn't have a spine or whatever it, nonsense it was. And it's kind of like, you look at the way that that medical was done and you look at the injury problems the Yankees have had across the season and you, you do question who is leading this team. You really do question it. I don't have any faith in them to make the trades, but I think they've got the easiest solution to getting into the playoffs. I think the Dodgers will make it in there anyway. I think the Yankees are suffering because of the strength of the American League at the moment. But I, of the three teams mentioned who will get into the playoffs, at least two of them, I'll leave you to decide which one it is. Tweet me who you think it will be. Please, I want to get involved in the conversation. I want to hear what people have to say. So that's those three teams looked into. The other day, I, I actually recorded the first well, the first draft of this episode. Unfortunately, I was too ill on the day to edit it fully and post it because there were a couple of you know hiccups along the way. So I had to clean it up. I had to sort it out. But at the end of the episode, or well, the last fifteen minutes or so, I went on like a, a rant against the Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, uh, John Fisher, of the Oakland Athletics. And I just had this, I had this kind of like, no script, just went, I'm not a, not an Ace fan, as, as I'll mention many times in this, but I have a strong feeling towards relocation and taking teams from fans when they haven't done anything to deserve it. So what you're about to hear now isn't me now, as you can probably t- you'll tell between the, the, the voices that my voice right now is not in the best of shape. I was at an event uh, at the Emirates Stadium on Saturday evening, and this is the best I've sounded in two days. I had a bloody good time and all. However, you'll tell between the different voices, this is not me right now. What you're about to hear of me talking about the Oakland Athletics was recorded a couple of days ago. And the, the, the voice is a lot more clearer. It's a lot less husky. It's a lot less... Barry White induced however hopefully you enjoy it and the tail end of the episode will be there 
So this is Monday 19th of June, Tom signing off and handing over to Friday the 16th of June, Tom, who has a lot clearer voice and a lot of lot to say about the Oakland Athletics. Now, the next topic that I want to delve into is happening close to the Dodgers, just as close to Otani and the Angels, and it's up, it's up the coast, up the state, to Oakland, and the Oakland A's, where Mr... Rob Manfred, the Commissioner of Major League Baseball, has been speaking about the potential relocation of the Oakland A's to Las Vegas. This piece by June Lee in ESPN, fantastic writer. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred fired back Thursday against the backlash facing Oakland Athletics owner John Fisher, who hopes to move the team to Las Vegas. I feel sorry for the fans in Oakland, Manfred said. I do not like this outcome. I understand why they feel the way they do. I think the real question is what is it that Oakland was prepared to do? There is no Oakland offer. They never got to the point where they had a plan to build a stadium at any site. It's not just John Fisher. The community has to provide support. And at some point, you come to the realisation that it's not just going to happen. I saw this yesterday... Now, I have to preface this by saying I'm not an A's fan. In the nicest way possible, I don't care for the A's. They are harmless to me. They are inoffensive to me. I neither love them nor hate them. I don't dislike them, nor do I like them. They're a a fan base who has been through hell and back. They have dealt with stars emerging and stars being traded. They probably would have had a dynasty if the owners would have paid their way, but that is something I'm going to speak about in a minute. I'm not an A's fan. I where the A's play is irrelevant to me. However, I don't like teams being taken from a passionate place, a passionate fan base that has history attached to it, and moved elsewhere, where there was a situ- there was another situation that was viable. Everybody, if you're English and you listen to this and you like football, there the obvious example is Wimbledon moving to Milton Keynes. I am from Milton Keynes. I was born before the Dons came around and Wimbledon moved up here. I was seven years old when they played their first game. So I remember somewhat bits about it. And it wasn't right. No one had a problem with Milton Keynes having a team. They had a problem with Wimbledon being moved elsewhere. When they have history attached to it. When they're a community club. And the same, I see the same thing here. They tried it with the Columbus crew in Major League Soccer, and I spoke to people about that, and I was very passionate about that as well. If you want to give Austin a team, as that was there, no one's got a problem with you expanding the league and adding you an Austin FC. Just don't take the crew away. And it's the exact same here with Oakland and Las Vegas. If you were to speak to people around the league and said, look, we're going to give Vegas a team. It's going to be a new team. The Las Vegas Riders. I don't know where that's come from, but let's just let's just go with that. They say to people that look, we're going to give Vegas a team. Okay, it's going to be built. We've got the plans. We've got the permission to build a stadium. We've got the fans. Let's do it. Let's go for it. I don't think 
many people would have a problem with that. The, you'd have to ask the people of Las Vegas for that, but I don't think many people around the league would care that much. They would probably also say, well, if you're going to give Vegas a team, give Montreal the Expos back. But if you were to say to them, we're going to take the A's out of Oakland and we're going to move them to Vegas, I think a lot of people would be like, maybe not within the league, because... You know, as we're going to see in the next couple of days, that their sentiment will be heard and they'll be voted on. But I don't think people would take it because it isn't right. I know it's, I know it's more of an American sports thing, but I think people are now becoming... A, 20, 30 years ago, you could kind of get away with it because there wasn't Twitter, there wasn't social media, and there wasn't the total backlash that you'd see all the time. You'd see it at the games, but ultimately you'd go home and you'd... You'd leave it. What they're doing is taking a team from a community that has lost the Raiders, ironically to Las Vegas, that have lost the Warriors, they've gone to San Francisco, and they're going to have nothing left. This is the one last hope that Oakland has for sport, because they've just want to go to Vegas. In a statement to ESPN, the Oakland mayor's office pushed back against Manfred's characterization back when he said that there was no bid, there was no help. There was a very concrete proposal under discussion that Oakland had gone above and beyond to clear hurdles, including securing funds for infrastructure, providing an environmental review, working with other agencies to finalise proposals. The reality is the A's ownership had insisted on a multi-billion dollar, 55-acre project that included a ballpark, residential, commercial and retail space. In Las Vegas, for whatever reason, they seem satisfied with a nine-acre leased ballpark on leased land. If they had proposed a similar project in Oakland, we feel confident a new ballpark would already be under construction. What that tells me is that the A's ownership had no intention of staying in Oakland. They didn't want to stay in Oakland. It's... Someone asks you out for a meal. You don't want to go. But you're too cowardly to say anything else. So what do you what do you do? You make outrageous demands. Well I I only want to go somewhere where they'll, you know, feed me grapes as I sit down in my foot spa. Well, where are you gonna find a place like that? It's impossible to find. But when you go out with someone you want to go with, you'll do whatever you do whatever needs be. You know? If you make outrageous demands for one but not for another, that says everything that you need to know. And that's what's happened here. Don't have a problem, don't have a problem at all with Vegas having a team. Went to Vegas, I quite enjoyed the place. We spent time at the Las Vegas ballpark where the uh, minor league team of the Diamondbacks play, I believe it is, for the NFL Pro Bowl not too long ago. Uh, Pro Bowl training. And it was a nice little, it was a nice little drive from the strip, you know, about a 15, 20 minute drive, nice sunny weather, you know, it was it was suitable for a minor league team, and there might be an appetite for a, for a baseball team there, a major league team there, but, I don't know, it's just sad, it's just sad that this is what's happened, because... This isn't what was meant to happen. If you want to give them a team, 
then give Vegas a team. Don't pretend like you care about the A's. Rob Manfred is a kind of guy, and I'm sure every commissioner is disliked by the fans because they don't give them everything that the fans want. And I get that, because commissioners and higher-ups in companies like these have a lot of people to answer for, and a lot of people to answer to, and a lot of decisions to make, and not every decision can be popular. But there's a bit of... There's a bit of empathy that could be had here. Don't say the community needs to get more involved. The community doesn't have a say in any of this. If the community wanted them to stay, they do everything they can, and they are doing everything they can because they want them to stay. Not because they want them to go. They've lost every other team they have. It's it's ridiculous. Like no one has a no one in hockey. I, I guess has a problem. I'm not a huge hockey fan, but hear me out. The Las Vegas Golden Knights are their own team, right? As far as I know, I'm going to have to check it up now, because I, I generally don't know. But as far as I know, they were their own entity. They were yeah, founded in 2017 as an expansion team. Right? I'm sure there are hockey fans that don't look at them the same way they would for, I don't know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Leafs I think it is. Right, and that's fine because an expansion team you're gonna get point, you're gonna get laughed at the same way the Diamondbacks probably were, and the same way that you know the Marlins probably were. And it just it just is how it is. Teething problems and all of that kind of stuff. But now they have their own identity because they are their own team. Whoever the Vegas team is called will never. It'll be the at this rate. It'll be the Las Vegas Athletics, but it just won't be the same because it's not where the history was. It's not where the f- the fans grew up. There'll be how many of the Vegas fans will be from Vegas, and I know that's not a massive issue, right? But Oakland has a fan base of hardcore fans, right? How many people from Vegas would be going as tourists? How many would be going as f- f- followers for the road team? You see it when, like, when the Yankees play the, the, the Dodgers in Los Angeles. There's a lot of Yankees fans because a lot of people move out to Los Angeles and it's a bit more neutral and it's a bit more even in the crowd. Similar when the Mets, Mets played the Yankees not too long ago. It was a mix of both. How many people from Los Angeles will make the trip to Vegas for the game? This is This is it. Whereas with Oakland, when the fans are there, as they showed the other night, they are intimidating they are loud they're fun they're a good team and I think what the league is doing is a disgrace to be perfectly honest I don't I don't like how they've gone about it create create two more expansion teams <laughs> and the patronizing it was great it was great to see what this year Almost an average... It was great, Manfred said. It's great to see what this year, almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. Even even Bryce Harper, who is from Las Vegas, has said... has had his say on it. I feel sorry for the fans in Oakland, Harper said. It's not. It's just not right. They have so much history in Oakland. You're taking a team out of a city. I'm pretty sad because all of the history and all the greatness they've seen. I see the A's as Oakland. 
I don't see them as Vegas. And that's it. The A's have been part of Oakland for more than half a century. The A's are Oakland. Yes, the A's have been elsewhere. But for the majority of people, the A's are Oakland. And Oakland is for the A's. Not Las Vegas. The Las Vegas team can have their own name. In their own colours. And start their own history. I don't care. Nothing against Las Vegas. It's nothing against Las Vegas wanting a team. But there's got to be a way that you can do this without ripping the A's out of Oakland. While the A's may not be... This is how the, the ESPN piece ends. While the A's might not be in Oakland much longer, Manfred said he hoped the sport did not lose fans in the city. I hope they stay baseball fans, Manfred said, whatever team they decide to affiliate with. I've got an idea. If you want Oakland to have baseball fans, keep baseball in Oakland. Because that way, they're going to support, they're going to root, they're going to cheer for their Oakland A's. Well, that was that was a that was a bit of a rant that I didn't expect to go on. Nevertheless, I'm I'm happy to have done it. I have to get it out of the system. I've read a lot about this situation on Twitter, and I'm not happy with it. As a human being, I'm happy to see people fight for what they love. But as a baseball fan, I don't like the treatment they've received, and I don't like what's happened with them. Thank you for sitting there, listening, well, running, sitting, wherever you may be, listening to this, as I rant away at my desk, into my microphone, about something that is happening thousands of miles away that I have no interest in. I say I have no interest in it as I just sit here, shouting at a computer and a microphone for however many minutes it was. But again, thank you for listening in, wherever you may be doing, wherever you are. This has been Let's Talk Baseball. Subscribe to the podcast feed. You can find this wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you for listening. Have a nice day.